Hello everybody, uh, welcome to episode four of It's All About the CX. I'm joined again with John John Foley. Hey guys. Um, I suppose we're... <laughs> somebody robbed our whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so, so those of you who are actually watching the video, uh, we have basically just made our own little whiteboards within one of the rooms in, in Oracle. Always innovating. <laughs> Exactly. Don't don't let things stop you or hold or or hold you hold you back. Um, so look, thanks very much again, everybody who's been giving us feedback over over the last week. Uh, we've been supported quite well on on Twitter, on LinkedIn, through our YouTube channel. Also, we've gone live now on iTunes, which which is which is great, and we're also up on on Spotify for the podcasting. So look. Um, again, look, keep the feedback coming in. Um, we're starting to get a bit more, a bit more momentum. This is the last week that'll just be myself and John. Uh, so from from next week, we will be pulling in various different industry leaders. We're going to be, I suppose, grilling them a little bit about what they're seeing within the marketplace, different challenges companies are having, and I suppose why it is that they're either looking to replatform or change or make a change within their business um, so look um, yeah without further ado I think we'll, we'll kind of kick right into it and, uh, back back to basics John yeah for sure you deliver on your promise do you well I'd like to think <laughs> I'm an honest broker absolutely yes yeah. so what we're talking about today is creating that feeling with between the customer and the retailer that there's a level of trust there and for example when you come to the site the experience that you expect you're going to be given that's the promise that we want to talk about today yeah like look it, it's brilliant to be able to follow on from from last week where we took the PSA group and really just just to, to, to kind of discuss them so today it's, it's going to have a bit more of a, of a, of a focus around retail uh, I think John, John's you know, before before we came in to do the podcast today, um, we've we've pulled a really good one out of the bag to actually to 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 discuss uh, and actually maybe you know go into what their challenges were, um, the solution that we used to, to fix it from 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 a commerce angle, and also you know some of the results that they're getting from a you know and I I think what we're going to try to do today as well is is try kind of focus on on the the why change bit. Exactly. And there, I guess we'll leave with a question straight off the bat. <laughs> we had a little conversation about this as well, uh, full closure. Um, so Barry, why do you think businesses change their vendors or agencies? The number one reason, or just a couple of reasons. Yeah, like look, this was something John, John threw at me. And you know, it, it actually it, it, he it was almost like he was opening up the bolts within within my within my brain, and uh, like I, I see a few reasons why why people change from a particular vendor or a particular way that they're 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 doing a, a particular process. I, I suppose one of the main reasons I see it, it, it sometimes it can be a breakdown of relationship and mm -hmm. um, between a customer and a vendor. Mm -hmm. Or a partner, and also I, I think one of the other main reasons I think it, it, it can be a 
the solution that they're currently using is not fit for purpose. Um, you know, they're they're just absolutely, and I'm sure every, as you listening will be able to relate to those because that's what we generally feel like it is. It's like, oh, these guys aren't giving us the level of service that we expected when we first went to the agreement. However, having conversations and looking at this through surveys as well with CEOs, the main reason comes down to scalability. It comes down to the idea that the vendor that you're dealing with currently or else the agency you're dealing with can no longer help you grow your business. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what, that's you know it, it's got to be out there possibly as as as, as the as the number one choice or the, the number number one reason. Um, like there 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 can be hundreds of reasons why why people decide to change relationships or or, or move away from current suppliers and, and ways that they're they're actually interacting. And believe it or not, that's a beautiful segue into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. yeah. So the business that we're talking about today is a retailer called Things Remembered. So Things Remembered, their challenge, actually, let me give you a little bit yeah, of an idea. I was idea. just going to say, don't jump yeah, in. Um, I was like, tell me who they are. Tell me what exactly. they do. So we can relate. They're a North American company. They're a bricks and mortar and online. So we're talking about revenues of about a billion across the board. But we're looking specifically at 80 million in online revenues. Okay. I'm just going to pause you there yeah. for a second, John. So let's 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 give this you know a bit of bit of context. So you're saying one billion in revenues, mm -hmm. but only 80 million is online. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Like if you take that take that as a, as a percentage, that isn't even ten percent of their revenue that they're generating is online revenue. So just looking at that, as we see the trends from sales being removed from bricks and mortar to online, there is a serious amount of the pie that they're missing from online sales when they first came. So that was a challenge as well, and that's the scalability part right there. So what we're looking at is. What's the commerce solution that they can use in order to scale their business online and increase that revenue number? Like, like I think that's so they have got. You're saying you said four hundred and fifty. Was it bricks and mortar shops? That's right. As well, and they're only transacting. You know, what what eight eight percent of the of their total total annual annual revenue. Online, so come on, tell tell me tell me a bit about. Go into a bit more detail, just just around the, the challenges that that they're facing if they're looking to grow their online revenue. So the number one thing is, if let's say we all know Dragon's Den, for example, aka Shark Tank. Okay. So that's a program where someone comes on with a pitch, and the number one thing that happens is, once that episode goes live. People visit the website of the business that they was pitching, and all of a sudden that business crashes. The website crashes, right? Because <laughs> they don't have capacity. Yeah. yeah. So the number one thing that they were able to do immediately once they moved to the Oracle um, Commerce Cloud was stress test the website by three hundred percent increase in volume of traffic. Jeez. That's so that's huge. So for example, as well, we were looking at this before the holiday season as well, before Black Friday, before Christmas. For the January sales, yeah, 
And as well as that, just to clarify, the product that they actually sell is jewellery. And as well as that, it's unique in that it's personalised as well. So the holiday season would be a big time for these guys. The last thing you want to do is get a spike in traffic seasonally and all of a sudden the site crashes. And I, do you know, I, th- I think this, this is quite relevant to the you deliver on your promise. Um, you know, if, if, if somebody, you know, take, take seasonal, uh, I suppose seasonal, seasonal periods, uh, if, if people are ordering off of e-commerce websites, you know, there's the ones that delivered before Christmas or is it Easter or Thanksgiving or St. Patrick's Day or, you know, is it is it the Queen's Jubilee? There, there's particularly, you know, let, let's try to kind of make it personalised to, to, you know, so that people can kind of understand it. So if, if you're ordering off a website and you're saying, okay, it's going to take five days to deliver or one day, to deliver, you know, you're setting an expectation to deliver on a on a on a customer uh, on, on a potential customer on, on what they ex- what they're expecting from from your site. So I, I think this that's that's quite relevant to being able to deliver on a promise. Absolutely, and with that as well is when we're talking about seasonal shopping, like what we're looking at is we're looking at Halloween. So therefore, it might be different products for Halloween different types of jewellery that might be of interest. Yeah. We might be talking about uh, Black Friday, Christmas, uh, January sales. With that in mind, you want to be able to quickly change your site and change the offering that they're seeing. So we've always talked about personalization as well. Yeah. But seasonal change as well need to be there on the site. So the management tools from the business side have to be there so they can keep the yeah. promise. To be able to, and I think one of, one of the things about online Purchasing online and online retailers as well. If when you're transacting, I suppose online, there has to be a, a, an element of trust. You know, when you're delivering on a promise around you know, dealing with money and commerce. Absolutely. I don't know about you, but there's no way. We know each other very well, but I'm not going to give you my card details, Barry. No <laughs> offense or anything. So no, um, definitely not. So especially as well, because we've seen as well, specifically when within retail within the UK market, for the last five consecutive months, there's been a decline in sales. Okay. So with that in mind as well, if there's no trust there on your website, and you really only have one shot at it, really, when it comes to like a seasonal thing, because people know the type of product they want. They want. And if you're getting bad service, if the site crashes, if you're not getting delivered on time, if it's showing a product and that product isn't in stock, these are all things that you need to consider. Because we're not even talking about loyalty here, we're just talking about the first initial new customer. And if you want to scale, you want to focus on new customers rather than existing customers. You want to go into new markets. So this is a huge opportunity that you need to focus on. Delivering... On a promise, it's it, you know it, it it is a huge part of the actual customer customer experience that you know you've been able to you know I suppose forge a, you know a good relationship with the brand and if you if you could so switch those numbers numbers around or continue your bricks and mortar revenue but actually increase your online revenue. 
But with that, we have to be realistic as well, because we all know about the businesses, the bricks and mortar, that just have, have lost out because they weren't able to get the online side right, whether that's Blockbuster in the States, whether it's ExtraVision, whether it's Toys R Us in the States as well. Um, I suppose even if you take, um, take into account yesterday's news, Forever 21, you know, filing, filing for bankruptcy over, over in the States, massive bricks and mortar um, like those I was having a quick read around a couple of thing couple of things around it and, and there's this whole thing about fast fashion outlets and the transition that they're trying to make from bricks and mortar to online retail e-commerce sites but there's, there's other factors as well that I suppose younger buyers are looking at as, as well there's this whole around circular economy but also sustainable buying products as well yeah. which is which is a, you know a massive one so if if you're able to disclose you know those that type of information as well I think is, is quite valuable and as well as that throughout the actual once something goes into the funnel and they actually start the, the buying process on your site there's an opportunity as the steps progress to inform them of that information as well. Yeah. And how yeah. things are going to be delivered. Um, and just out of a result, so the product that uh, Things Remembered looked at was the Commerce Cloud. And the three main results were they were able to manage the merchandise, the merchandise were able to manage the tools of the site far more easily, which okay. is huge. So when we're talking about that, it's like making sure that the right products are on the site, making sure that they can change the categories making sure that they can push content forward that they really need to push forward sure. that's relevant. And then as well as that, they create a greater savings. So when you're looking at greater savings, you're looking at a number of things. So when you say greater savings, is that kind of like a, a very much a long-term impact of changing the platform? So like they're saving money over a longer period of time? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually twofold. So over a long period of time, because it becomes um, easier to use, there's less time and resources required to actually do things. The feeds are a lot easier for the products. So therefore, there's less returns because you're not getting selling the wrong products, for example. Okay, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. things like that the whole way through, as well as that, because it's such a smoother and seamless process of actually purchasing a product, you're actually going to get more sales. So. If we take that as a, as a long-term term benefit for, mm -hmm. for, for changing changing their platform, and then the short-term benefit that they're getting from that is, is, is more around relevant stock, would you say, or relevant content? It will be twofold. So, for example, when it comes to actually bringing on a new product, there'll be a little bit of transition period where people are being trained up on the new software, which is to be expected. However, when we're talking about the bricks and mortar originally, we're talking about less people to actually function, to take control at a higher level of the actual process of the commerce cloud, rather than having more people. So you're reducing your costs per, per, per head within the business. Yeah, and like one of, one of the things as well, um, I, think, I think it's quite, quite relevant to say about commerce cloud that, that needs to be taken, in, taken into consideration on that. I'm gonna say it again, Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's gonna have a, a huge, it has 
the huge potential to have a, a massive knock-on effect to a lot of online retailers because in different jurisdictions you're going to have you know, different tax um, tax associated with within within that country. You you know you, you have a lot of different retailers as well who are across geographies. They're UK, they're Ireland, the mainland Europe. Um, it could be I suppose covering you know the whole EMEA regions as well. And again, you know there's a whole different. I suppose but having a platform to be able to manage that for you, I think that that has, I suppose, short-term relevance for you, but also can have a, a massively long-term impact to your company as well. And that again comes down to the promise. So when people come to the site, with everything externally that you're fighting for, when you're a retailer within the UK market, the last thing you want to do is fall short on the things you can control. Yeah. And the thing you can control is your website. Yeah. So whatever's happening externally, make sure that you get the fundamentals right. Yeah. Yeah. No. De no. Definitely. Look, I, I, I think that this this is pro probably one one of the be better case studies that, that we could have found in relation in, in relation to commerce. I did, I, did, I think as well. Things remembered. I think they, they cover the whole of North America as well, and if you think about the United United States and Canada, again like that, all the different states have their own different tax mm -hmm. um, <laughs> tax associated. Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've you know different different le levels and rates of tax within all the states. So actually having flexible commerce platform to be able to take that, those rules and regulations into consideration again. Is and as well as that, when we're talking about scalability as well, like if they wanted to scale into Europe now, the functionality is there. So therefore, whether it's currency changes, whatever the requirement is, the platform will be able to support that. Right. So therefore, they won't have to look in a year's time to go, all right, we need to change our vendor again because an obstacle is currency or it doesn't have a certain functionality. So that way we're future-proofing their e-commerce platform. Well, look, I'm just going to ask you to maybe, um, you know, sum up in a, in a couple of sentences. So if, if you are an online retailer, why will they change? Why should they change? It comes down to the initial idea is, are you in the market for growth? Is your current vendor supporting your roadmap for growth? Yeah. And fundamentally, if that's not the case, then you're going to be hamstrung. And as well as that, like I've already mentioned, the external forces that are coming in. Yeah. You <laughs> need to take action and control the controllables yeah. with a commerce a solution that's actually going to be able to make to streamline the whole uh, online retail process within the business. And uh, why should they do it now? So if you were no. talking talking to, uh, and, uh, I know you're talking to a number of them at the moment, but it would be great just to understand why should they do something now? So with the commerce, it's going to be a longer kind of uh, evaluation of the business and also what the solution can provide and how they can do it. So it's now's the right time to have the conversations. 
then we can look past Black Friday, we can look past uh, Christmas, and then we can look in January and actually test and prove the reasons why you should take on the Commerce Club. But the last thing we want to do is stop you guys in the middle of your strategy to execute. Yeah. But one of the main things that I want to focus on is if your commerce solution is not doing what it should be doing, and you know that you're not going to get the numbers you're expecting yeah. for the holiday season, let's definitely have the conversation <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But fundamentally, if it's on, on the roadmap for expansion, then let's have the conversation and let's look for implementation later on down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, I, we, we, touch, we, we did touch some mod over the last couple of weeks around the, around the customer journey. I, uh, I think we, you know, we might, might go back um, over the next couple of weeks uh, and actually maybe, maybe dig into that a bit more and where all the different customer experience applications kind of sit within, the, within that customer journey because, you know, like that you could be doing parts, you know, you, you, you could be doing your commerce very well, but you could be being let down by your marketing or, you know, your marketing and your commerce are performing well, but hold on a second, you still don't have a full 360-degree view of, of your customer. You know, you've got them sitting on multiple data points and databases across different geographies. So I, I, I think that would be a, a good one. For to, sure. So I'm going to throw a jargon word again, omni-channel, beep. There we go. <laughs> so we need to focus on the omni-channel journey. Yeah. And we need to know, like you said, how all the data feeds in, so therefore you get a clear, what was the word you used before? Singular customer view. There we go. There we go. <laughs> like, um, look, was there anything else that we wanted to kind of cover off on, on, on this piece? So just on this piece alone, like I mentioned, it's a tough enough time for retailers now in the UK market. And I thought this was pretty relevant because as well as that season that we're coming into now, it's busy season now, eh? We want to get on board, we want to execute our strategies. So the most important thing for us now is to give you the right content. Yeah. Because you guys are too busy to be like, just trying through everything. So it's most important now to ask the questions that you want the answers to, because then we'll give you guys the relevant content. So therefore you can help execute the strategy that you want to execute this 2019 holiday season. Yeah. Like, look, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, for those of you who are, are, are listening, uh, John is uh, pointing to, we, we, we've, we stuck um, just a note up in relation to, we, we, we have an absolutely amazing event coming up in November, um, our modern customer experience event. Uh, it is being held in on the 20th of November and Hilton Bankside. Um, look, there's, there is loads of reasons to, to come along, uh, come along and, and, and attend, uh, attend this event. Like you, you'll get to hear from, I suppose, customer experience heroes who are they're mastering the complexity of, of today's non-linear customer journeys. Again, these are points that, that me and John have kind of covered. You'll get to hear from one of um, Oracle's leaders, uh, Joe Foster. He's the, the global head of 
customer experience cloud for Oracle. So he's our boss of bosses. Um, but you know, we're the two of us are, are looking forward to actually hearing what he has to say and, and understanding his views and where he sees the market going. Um, you'll get to network with around 300 of your peers to, with, between sales, marketing, service, service and, and commerce. Uh, and look, there, there'll be lots of different breakout sessions as, as well, which which would be really worth attending. I know that we're, at, at the moment, there's a bit of an initiative around one of our marketing platforms, Eloqua, which is primarily focused around the, around the B2B market. But again, for the likes of a, a considered purchase, it really is the leading, leading marketing tool we'll have the engineers on site that day as well for you for you to be able to talk so look we're going to stick stick it in our post mm -hmm. um and one thing i'll mention is i love events that have breakout sessions because it's one thing to take notes the whole way through a keynote speakers which are great i've been a keynote speaker i love listening to other keynote speakers but the breakout sessions is really where you can ask somebody appear what they're doing then you can ask somebody who's a specialist and you get real decent feedback specifically to what you guys are doing within your business. Uh, yeah, look, we've we, we've seen some information just in, in in relation to some of the speakers that and customers that are going to be there on the day. There there is some fantastic ones. So look, have a click at the link, go in, have a have a look to see what's on, who's going to be there. Um, you know, look, definitely, you know. An, an event well worth attending. We've we've also got um, another event as well coming up on the eighteenth of October in the Belfry. Um, it's it's very much around manufacturing five point uh, There's going to be some panel discussions happening on the day uh, with two of our partners, Hitachi and Energen. Um, there'll also be some some customer speakers there, and, and also look if if you're into your golf, you'll get to have a, a round of golf in a in a Ryder Cup <laughs> golf course, which 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 is definitely uh, you know a, a, a very good one too. And I hear Barry's a bit of a hustler as well, so just be warned about that. <laughs> no, I would get done for assault on a golf course. <laughs> I would definitely, uh, well, you know, uh, no, not 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 one for me. Um, but look, you know, again, we'll we'll, we'll pop pop it in the post. Um, just and I think one of the questions as well we had kind of come into us was, can we define customer experience or CX? Um, and what do I suppose? What is our view on what customer experience is? So that that was a tough one. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> So, you know, the easiest answer that I could actually come up with, um, you know, customer experience really is, it's about all the touch points that a potential customer has with your company. So if it's through your website, if it's through your sales staff, is it through your service help desk, you know, is it the commerce piece where they're looking to purchase, is there a customer portal they can log into, is there a chatbot? Is there self-service? There's it. It's every touch point that a potential customer has with your company. I think that's the easiest way to, to sum up what customer experience is. Definitely, and I'm not really going to add anything to that, but I will talk about something quickly. 
that I've been having in conversations with a number of businesses now because a lot of websites obviously have a customer portal. Yeah. But businesses don't know how to use it. <laughs> Genuinely. So they'll have the information for like your account details, what your address is, and then beyond that, it's like, oh, also your payment details. And they're fighting whether they want to personalize that so they have like products that you've previously purchased. Yeah. So therefore they don't have to change the home page that much to personalize. Because the argument can be had that if I'm searching for let's say coffee. I'm not going to go to the home page. I'm probably going to go to wherever the coffee category is within the website. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that debate is constantly happening within the business. So how where, where the portal fits in within your customer experience is incredibly important. It's a conversation that a lot of businesses are having at the moment. Like, look, there's a very valid point with what John is saying, and from a business to business point of view, you know it. I suppose this is, it's an opportunity to maybe challenge us to do that customer journey mapping piece for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, give us access to your portals, let us see how it is, it is to interact and order and procure or purchase services through through your portal. Look, we're, we're more than happy to, to actually go in and, and, and do some analysis you know, around, around that customer journey. Um, I, I think there's a huge amount of value that we can we can actually bring to the table, and and especially if if you're looking at sales and commerce commerce kind of, kind of plays, yeah, no, definitely. And as well as that, what we're going to use is analytics to prove the case of what's important and what's not important. Yeah. So we're not going to go in as interior decorators and just go, oh, this looks good, make it aesthetically pleasing. What we want to do is functional first. And then aesthetically pleased. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, look, keep the questions coming through to us. And what's the Twitter account there, Barry? Oh yeah, <laughs> the Twitter account is at Barry Rafferty four. Excellent. Go, so <laughs> four the number, not no, four. Yeah, number number four. Barry Rafferty at Barry Rafferty number four. And I'm at John P Foley. John spelled J O N P Foley. Perfect. Uh, do keep the questions coming coming through. So next week we we will have um, yeah some 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 interesting people coming coming in to talk to us. Um, it, it will be a, we'll we'll have to make sure that we've got the you know right people people knocking around the office as well. So uh, what we might do is we might grab people over couple of day period and, and release uh, do some short releases five five ten minutes uh, episodes um, they mightn't necessarily be videoed they might just be um, just just the audio yeah we'll just do, just do the audio piece and uh, because we we know that not everybody you know is comfortable co going through the whole video process uh, and some people have a face for radio I'm not saying anyone <laughs> specifically <laughs> and I, I heard a good one there as well the other day where uh, one of the managers actually said he had a voice for print yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know look we'll, we'll, we might release them in a couple, couple of short couple of short uh, cycles uh, but look again between our Twitter and our LinkedIn feeds we'll, we'll keep keep you keep you advised of them and if there's anything else as, as well you want us to kind of cover up and um, look definitely 
drop us a line. You know, let, uh, the questions coming through are, are fantastic. So um, that, that's all from me. So thanks very much. Have a productive week. Thanks very much, guys. Take it easy.